0: This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge, quality matters, performance counts. Shen Gear, waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA dominate the skies. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. I am Spence Halford and I am in Liberty, Missouri. Lying solo this morning. Rob is uh, back at home, tending to some family duties. Um, But we are in uh, just outside of Kansas City at uh, Rogers Sporting Goods with my friend Stevie Rogers. Good morning, Stevie. Good morning. Well, this is uh, y'all's waterfowl weekend, correct? That's right. So tell me all about what's going on and uh, what the plan is for the weekend. Yeah, so
1: there's a lot of... uh... Uh, you know, good sales, obviously, but we have um, an event for the whole family. So we have our a lot of our uh, vendors like you and um, set up outside, showcasing their product. We have food trucks. Um, we have stuff for kids. We've awesome. got like a bouncy house thing and face painting, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, we've got a concert that starts. So we got a stage outside, and we start playing at uh, tomorrow at noon. And I think. I mean, the last act starts around 520 or something That's like awesome. that. That's awesome. So it's
0: an all-day event for the whole family. It is an all-day event. How sure. many years have you all done this? Well, it,
1: it started, I mean, it, it wasn't that kind of event back in the day. It was just selling stuff, right? Yeah. So I want to say this is the, like, 32nd or something wow. like that. Um, the first year we did it, uh, my dad gave away a dozen decoys <clears throat> with a case of ammo. That, that was, that was the, the deal and decoy prices have changed a little bit since a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, but even then it was 20 bucks a dozen or something like that.
0: And oh man, people ate it up and we sold a ton of ammo. That's awesome. So, and this is a family run business, right? You guys all work together. Who all in the family works here at Rogers? Uh, so my dad started it in 1980. Okay. Um,
1: my sister Shannon runs retail store, um, my sister Mandy does all the counts payable and stuff like that. Okay, and I'm oversimplifying. Well, obviously we're a lot more hats than that. <laughs> and then I take care of the buying and marketing pretty okay. much. Okay,
0: okay. Um, and and do I understand right? Your dad basically buys ammo now. Is that about it? That's pretty much it. I mean, he does more than that. Uh, we try to keep him off the
1: forklifts. Um, <laughs> that's our that's a big challenge. Uh, he gets in there all the time, and we, he's definitely shouldn't be. Uh, he's got, you know, two knee replacements and he's not, uh, we, we try to keep them all full with people so he can't get on one, yeah. but, um, but, but like I said, that's his main responsibility, but he's still, I've been yeah, I mean, doing, yeah. And
0: I certainly don't mean to minimize that because no. he's really good at that. I mean, you guys he have is. had ammo when nobody else has had ammo the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, he works on it every day. He calls them just, uh, whether it's, Hey, what do you got? You got anything or whatever. <laughs> so he's on them. Um, but, and I don't how know how often does do you it?
0: think he calls them and, and they have something they didn't have the day before or it, they find something for him? Very rarely, <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. Um, so he's still at it just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it has to be an important part of y'all's business because it's hard to go hunting without ammo. And, uh, I mean, we, we visit a lot of retail stores all across the country and you guys, in my opinion, have had <coughs> the best supply of ammo across the board for, both, you know, deer hunting and rifle rounds, all the way down to pistol rounds, and then all the different shotgun loads. Um, so kudos to Pops yep, for that, <laughs> for sure. He has done a fantastic job. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so tell me just a little bit about. Obviously, the store is not your only uh, source of revenue with Rogers. You guys have a huge e-commerce business, right? That's right. Yep. That's a that is a big chunk of our
1: business. Um, and we've been <clears throat> growing it, um,
0: you know, it's been growing pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big chunk. Yeah. Y'all are obviously very good at the email game because I get an email every, you know, couple times a week and uh, there's often things in there that pique my interest. So. Well,
1: and uh, that, a lot of that's from my dad too. He, that's one of he, baby, The other things he, he helps a lot with is he does a lot of the email blasts and he pays attention to the clearance page. Huh. So that's, that's his other baby. He, he checks it every day. If you ask him right now. He'll tell you how many items were on there <laughs> and, um, you know, just making sure we're, like, yeah. clearing that stuff out. Yeah. but
0: yeah. That's wild. <laughs> how did he get into this business?
1: Uh, so, my grandpa, uh, Jim Rogers, was a professional fisherman. Okay. Um, so, he was, um, I always say he was a bass fisherman when it didn't pay so good. Huh. Um, but it was, like, back when it was first getting yeah. started. BASS was getting started. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Um, so he was, um, at the beginning of all of that. Wow. He had a lure company called Rogers lures and it, and that's, that's where my, I guess my dad got introduced, but my grandpa had Rogers lures and he made some, um, what he's most known for is the big gym. It's a big crankbait. Hmm. Um, but he had the hog stick, which is kind of like a spook and he had these like, like when all those lures were just getting started too. So it's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty cool to see uh, all those lures. Did he
0: sell that company, or they've still he, being made, or
1: they're not still being made today? He did sell it. Um, I mean, it was a long time ago. Sure. Um, and it it pretty much is just dissolved. Fizzled, yeah. Yeah. But because um, without, I mean, he him, he um, he passed away. Oh man, I can't think about that. Think how long it's been now. Uh, probably like ten years ago. Yeah. But and he had sold it before that, and they're they're in and my dad, at that point, when he he was already running this, okay, so, so he was just kind of changed, changed yeah. directions.
0: Has it always been here in this location?
1: Um, close. So we've always been in Liberty. So he opened up in Liberty in 1980. Okay. Um, the first store was like, like it was kind of like it was, I think it was 20 by 60. Yep. And this is before I was born. So I'm going off what I'm told. Um, it was like 20 by 60, and he was really just selling fishing lures at first. Wow. And he was only—I think he only had like a three-month lease. He wasn't planning on staying long, but he was so busy he never, never huh. left. That's crazy. And we didn't even start selling hunting stuff for like, like ten years after that.
0: Jeez. <laughs> so why? And uh, uh, this is a random question, but it just got mm-hmm. me thinking about the, the movement from a smaller facility to bigger one, and then the fishing lures into hunting gear. But it, um, the your gun store is next door, right? That's separate business. It is. So it's. Um, my dad had thought about getting into guns forever, but mm-hmm.
1: never had. Well, we were—I think he was thinking about it harder—and about that time, my sister met her now husband, okay, who her, his family had a gun shop. So wow. that's why we've never sold guns.
0: <laughs> so it's all in the family. It is all in the family. <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. So they run that as a separate business, and and just yep. you guys are sharing a parking lot together, that's basically. That's yeah.
1: awesome. So we were at when we were at our building down the street. So we were there for uh, like twenty some years. Yeah. Um, it was a little building, about eighteen thousand square feet. Um, we actually um, there's had eminent domain; they kicked us out to build a road through it, uh-huh. and um, we weren't happy about it. But it was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah, um, we bought where where the store is at today. We bought these fifteen acres and developed it and sold off the lots, and we sold one to Great Guns. Uh-huh. So. So the gun shop could be right next door to us. Yeah. We thought that'd be a good deal. So. That's awesome. And this is not where your office is every day, right? Correct. I so we also have a warehouse. It's um, right by the airport, so I guess see airplanes flying all the time. Yeah, I mean it's grown over the years. I mean, so when we built this, uh, built the retail store. I mean, all of the um, business we were doing. Um, I mean, it was all out of the one building. Mm-hmm. We we filled it up pretty quick. My the notorious thing my dad always says is that. Oh, you know, we'll never fill this up. He said that way too many times <laughs> in his life. So Wrong. Yeah. So, because uh, when we were moving into here, um, so me and a buddy did it. Uh, we, it took us like three months to from the old store to here, and we just did it. We were working like 60 or 70 hours. When you say weeks. did
0: it, like y'all were literally just running, running trucks. U-Haul trucks running, we trucks, running trucks.
1: Yeah, running a box <laughs> truck uh, back and forth all day every day for like six or seven days a week wow. to, to get us over here. And then um, – I was starting to fill it up. Put the, we were putting the pallet racking up, and I'm like, it ain't all gonna fit. Yeah, <laughs> and so then I, um, out of necessity, I put pallet racking on the retail floor, um, and that that way I could put decoys and stack of uh-huh. higher and tree stands. And that's one thing I think a lot of people when they come and they like to see seeing the decoys like kind of yeah. like a Sam's Club or mm-hmm. whatever. And that was, I mean, it was just. It was just as accident. opposed to like buying them on the shelf and then having to yeah. somebody go into the back to pick them exactly. Yeah, so we have them have a big uh stack out that's front, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so we did it here first. Um, we we're just shipping out of here. Um, and, and honestly, I'll take a step back. So, so the way we really got started selling like online and stuff, um, we were my dad had bought a closeout. out a company that's close to here, it's called Action Boat Seats. Okay, um, went out of business and he bought like I don't know, it was like 10 truckloads or 20 truckloads of boat seats. Um, so the ones that went on a bass boat was no big deal for us to sell, and we were, we were selling those no problem. We were buying, like, jump seats and lounge seats or for, like, bigger boats, which is mm-hmm. not very common on Smithville, which mm-hmm. is the local lake. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know how to sell them. I mean, he was trying to sell them for 20 bucks, which were, like, $200 seats. <laughs> and we finally listed them on eBay, and that's how we started online. Which Just um, took off just sold those and we were selling them, you know, we'd sell like 20 things a day. It was like awesome. I remember yeah. it was a victory once we had a hundred orders online. <laughs> um, so that, that's how we got started selling online. And we just kept growing that catalog and then finally launched a website. Yeah. Um, and it started taking off once we got to the, the location we're at today. Um, we were just able to get more product in here, you mm-hmm. know, and have it all. In we, we never had a POS system or a WMS before that. So, all those technologies started happening, and we were able, to, you know, just keep growing. Mm-hmm. We then uh, got a location in the caves, which some people think that's funny. So there's a huge warehouse system in Kansas City that's underground. Really? <laughs> yep. So um, there's like I think Hunt Midwest, the Hunt family has like a million square feet. Now I'm just, I, it might be way off, but I know that's a ketchup
0: hunt ketchup no or,
1: uh lamar hunt um, okay or the hunt
0: family that owns the chiefs gotcha oh gotcha gotcha sorry not no, for that's running. okay <laughs> yeah no big deal uh that's like saying fred smith back in <laughs> memphis you know yep. like, <laughs> everybody knows that is gotcha
1: yeah so we we had our location there um and it was it was it was good for a while um but they had these one thing that was kind of interesting these pillars i don't forget i, don't remember, I think they're like 25 feet in diameter like giant and, concrete pillars Yep. And they were just every so often. And it really made our warehouse inefficient. Yeah. It, I mean, you just had to build it around. Right. So nothing ended, was square. <laughs> nothing was square. I mean, we had racks turned different ways. Right. It just wasn't, wasn't very efficient. So um, we moved to the warehouse before the one we're in um, probably about six years ago. I think. And um, it was a hundred thousand square foot facility. And that really allowed us to get a lot of stuff dialed in. Mm. Weren't automated or anything like that yet, but we started doing more uh, better practices with picking and mm-hmm. shipping and all that mm-hmm. and um, introduced more of those systems, mm-hmm. but it was still not near what we're at today. So then we moved to where we're at today in 2019. Um, it, it was pretty, it was very uh, fast us yep. getting over there. Um, cause we had signed the deal. I'm guessing
0: you and your buddy didn't move that. No, time. <laughs> <laughs> no. It took a lot of us
1: cause I, and I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like 5,000 pallets. Wow. So you only fit 26 on a truck. a truck. Right. So that's a lot of loads. Yeah. It took us a while. It took us like three or four months and we had all our new shipments just getting directed there. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a good time. It was in mm-hmm. May. So a lot of our stuff w- for fall mm-hmm. just starts shipping there. So it was a good time. But again, uh, we, the company we had doing the engineering telling us that it was no problem to fit at all. We didn't have enough space when we moved in. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had arranged the pallet racking not correct. And we had a, really need to put another shelf in. Once right. we put another shelf in, we were fine. But, but we didn't have the time to do it. So it was a little, little hairy mm-hmm. when we moved in in 2019. But um, we built in, in this warehouse, it's called a pick module. So we have conveyors that run, it's a, it's, now it's two floors. Mm-hmm. So there's conveyors that run totes up, the, up it, and that tote represents an order. It gets kicked off to different zones. Uh, people scan the tote, pick into the, you know, put the product into the tote, and then it can go, it can travel through the whole system, hmm. um, the 10 zones, and then it gets sorted
0: for packing and shipping. So whereas before one person would go to all the different departments or zones and pick stuff for an order, now somebody stays in a zone and Correct. just picks out of that zone, so they kind of know where everything in there is. They, they do, well, they don't have to because it tells them where to go. But, uh, I mean, they're not having to travel as far physically to get back to the don't. tote. No, they yeah. probably
1: probably walk, I don't know, maybe 40 square feet. maybe. Wow. It's, pretty, it's a pretty tight area, each yeah. zone. Yeah, what we used to do is we used to have to just drive up and down the aisles. So, like... You had to have a it, tug, and you had to have a... <laughs> so, we would do... Pa- so, now we're paperless. We, we, what you would do is you would scan in all the orders into your gun, and then it would just make a path, you know, where you'd snake through the warehouse. But you were picking things for all of these orders. Mm-hmm. So, then once you got to, uh, you know, packing, mm-hmm. we had to sort them all. It, it was just... <laughs> It was just not efficient. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was what we needed to do to get where we sure. are today, but it's not. I mean,
0: we're pretty Man, I bet that, now. that was a ton of data input, though, on the front end, sizes of stuff and weight. and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have this. Um, we do, but, and, and
1: there's still always issues with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime, you know, we have someone keying stuff, I mean, you can, <laughs> you know, fat finger something, right? So we have a um, Cuba scan. Um, what it does is when a package leaves our facility, it's on the conveyor. It scans the box, um, scans the label on the box so we know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a snapshot of the weight and dimensions. Mm-hmm.
0: So we know how. Like It's like trueing it up,
1: basically. Yeah. And it helps us with UPS. Um, mm-hmm. It's an easier fight. You know, we had, they were arguing with us, say, like on a Yeti cooler. Mm-hmm. Say, like, yeah, this Yeti cooler, you know, you guys measured it at this, but it's really this. We're like, it's a Yeti cooler. It didn't get, I right, mean, it didn't it, change size. No, <laughs> nothing happened to it. Like, so, um, you know, it probably went on their scanner at an angle or mm-hmm. something. And that helps us get, you know, basically just, um, the best price on the shipping and all yeah, that yeah. best price and just make sure it's accurate. So yeah. we're not, there's a lot of additional handling charges in there now. Yeah. So we have to make sure we're trying to, we, yeah. I mean, and we, and we, you know, try to navigate that all the time, making sure that we're staying within those
0: windows. We, we learned that the hard way <sighs> that the, the dimensions printed on a box are the inside dimensions, not the outside dimensions, and so if you if you enter an if you enter a larger size than what your actual box is, you get a you get a credit. But if you enter if you enter it wrong, on their way, you know, then they they ding you with an extra fee. It's like they a did, double yeah. whammy. So they do that makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> do y'all ever fight as a family? Um, not. Too bad?
1: Maybe that's why me and Shane are in two different locations. Uh, no. Um, no, we, we get along pretty good. Um, I mean, just we're, we're all passionate, right? Sure. So... Uh, ideas, I mean, I'm sure conflict from time to time, but not too
0: bad. But uh, you're clearly driven because you guys have – I mean, what your dad started is huge, but I'm sure that if he was sitting here, he would say he couldn't have taken it to the level it is today without the entire team, you know, working together.
1: I, I, I would think he would say the same thing. It, it takes definitely takes all of us. Um, and that's, you know, we talk – people always say, why don't you open a store here? Why don't you open a store here? Well, we ain't got any more Rogers yet. We got some <laughs> in the making. They're, uh, I mean, my my niece is, Shannon's two girls. They're, I mean, they're uh, ones in college and ones in high school. And um, my my sister Mandy, she's got a boy in college and in high okay. school. So,
0: so the next generation's coming, but they they're not here yet. Yeah, so. and they got to prove themselves. That's <laughs> for sure. Do uh, do y'all ever all take off and go somewhere on vacation?
1: Um, we've done it, so we we haven't really completely. So we got close twice. Um, so this past year. Um, all of us went except Shane and her family and just because of timing of things. And mm-hmm. I think it was because Savannah was, um, she fishes uh, the high school mm-hmm. uh, tournament. Yeah, yeah. So I think there was a conflict there. Gotcha. And then the year before that, Um, we did, I didn't go, they all went and I didn't go and my family didn't go because, um, our daughter, she wasn't old enough to get in the sun yet. She Uh, was only like four months old or three months old. Yeah. So, so having a
0: a baby at
1: the beach is hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we had, we haven't done it yet. We've got close twice, but, um, we're, we're going to try to
0: this. That's good. What do you think, you know, from a, let's set business aside for just a second. Um, you know. In the world that we live in, families don't typically stick together anymore. So it's not an accident that you guys still can work together and get along. You know, what what do you think if you were given if you were given a dad advice from what you've watched your dad and your parents you know work through? I, I mean, the thing that I think
1: that my dad had always um, uh, instilled in in all of us was working hard. Hmm. So that I mean. He didn't uh, give us everything. I mean, I never had an allowance. I I remember hearing people like I didn't, I didn't like catch on to things till like later. I'm like, your parents pay for your gas? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and um and not that he was. I mean, yeah. he, You know, I didn't know Like, about you weren't it. spoiled. You had to earn it. I mean, yeah. We we all worked hard. We all. Um. I mean, you know, I'd play sports, but if I wasn't playing sports, we were working. Yep. And that's how my sisters were too. They were I and mean, we were here all the time yep. working when we were. As long as we were tall enough to reach the register, we would either check people out or I would dip minnows and spool line. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's what we
0: did. Does your mom work in the business?
1: She does. Uh, she um, helps with the drawers and stuff. So she like does the deposits and stuff for okay. the retail store. Okay, that's just crazy. <laughs> How old are your parents? How old are you guys? So my parents are, um, I should have, so they're I think sixty nine. Okay and um both of them well no my dad will be 69 in october okay and then um and then i'm i'm the youngest uh there is a big age separation between me and my (laughs) sisters they say i'm the accident um (laughs) so i'm 33 and i i I will not say my sister's age but they are older
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's good well played (laughs) um all right so the last thing i want to talk to you about is um you guys have over the years grown in the manufacturing side of the business you do a ton of private label stuff right? That's right. Do you head that up? Y- yeah, that does fall under me. Um, so we that's got to um, be a, nearly a full-time job in and of itself.
1: It, it should be. Um, yeah we, we I mean we'd like to spend even more time on it because we do have a lot of things in the works all the time yeah. um, and we're trying to get further ahead so that we don't have stuff showing up late. I mean yep. all the supply chain issues. Um, and we, we've been doing that. We started with, uh, layout blinds and decoy bags. Those are kind of <laughs> the pioneering ones. Yeah. Um, why those? Uh, probably, well, I, I would say it kind of fell in our lap. Um, somebody had reached out to us and Hey, you want us to make them for you? And <laughs> I think they actually just walked in the store when we were here, they were driving by and pulled in and talked to us and start start making blinds for and us. And you just
0: realized that you could sell it under your label they, and it worked. They they
1: knew so um because I think they um I, I they knew we were one of the bigger players in sure. the market selling a lot of blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz there's been I mean there's been a lot of deals where I mean we're we've sold I mean we sell tons of foul approach blinds back in the day, and in Avery's, and we were just we were always mm-hmm. had, we always had a ton of inventory of blinds. So I just mm-hmm. think he knew that from the market. I got you, but um, so that's where we started, and, and we've always been um, well around that time. We were we were uh, selling a lot of decoys and stuff. So waterfowl yep. was definitely our drive, um, and the reason why uh, I think we sell more waterfowl, it might not be a good a good thing. So our warehouse today, at any given point. Uh, decoys take up 50 to 65 percent of our warehouse space. Wow. So it's it probably doesn't pay per square foot to mm-hmm. do that and that's why we're probably one of the only ones that are I guess <laughs> maybe silly enough to do it but um, <laughs> too far too <laughs> far into it now.
0: <laughs> yeah we're not turning back now but um, they do take up a ton of space. Yeah. There's a lot of air and decoys. And shipping I mean too I would imagine like the shipping cost of decoys seems to be astronomical relative oh, to other stuff.
1: It was, and it was terrible last year. At least freight's starting to come down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we were paying twenty five thousand a container. So on like, so on ducks, it say a box of um, a dozen ducks, like a Dakota or whatever, um, twelve of those. We have hit about five hundred on a, a container. Mm-hmm. So if it was five, you know, five thousand dollars to ship a container before it was only ten bucks. Well, when it went to twenty five. You're talking fifty bucks. Yeah. So it's yeah. forty dollars just in freight. Geez. That's with no no other. Yeah. Uh, that's your cost. I mean, that's like
0: yeah. that. That's that's not some marked up <laughs> figment no figment of the imagination. That that's is crazy. literally
1: just the freight from China, and if that's taking no other price increases into consideration. Geez. So you go to geese. For some geese we only fit two hundred boxes yeah. on a container because they're just so big. Yeah. So freight in that regards has been you know just insane, and on the UPS side. With all the fuel surcharges, mm-hmm. additional handling charges, so they had one um, a couple of years ago. They they introduced it. Maybe it was just last year. That was the first year they did it. We knew about it coming. That was coming, but they have one now where if the total dimensions is over 105, then it's like an extra like 20 bucks. Well. It's like a lot of decoys, like all goose decoys, the big honkers. The reason why you don't see them in six packs really anymore. (laughs) It's because of that surcharge. Because of that surcharge. So that's why you'll see a lot of the bigger honkers are all four packs now Mm -hmm. because it just
0: slides barely under that 105 inches. I'll be dang. (laughs) That's interesting. Well, it's, I know you've got your plate full because I saw your office and you've got stuff everywhere. (laughs) So, um, I, I really, I know that this is a busy day for you guys, all of you. And I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us and means a lot to us. You guys are a really important part of our business and you're an important part of the industry, uh, at large. I've, I've got (laughs) packages of your ammo showing up in my house daily from guys who are wanting to go to Canada with me this fall. So, uh, man, appreciate everything that you guys do and we, Appreciate you being here and supporting us and for this big day. No problem. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go sell some stuff. All right. Sounds good. Let's (laughs) do it. Thanks.